So last year, I made my first passive investment as a real estate investor. And what that means is I basically wrote a check and that was it. Didn't do anything beyond that. So it's a different type of investing. And I really enjoyed the experience. I also enjoyed the diversification it did to my overall portfolio. And so after that and learning more about it, passively investing definitely has a key component to my portfolio, along with directly owned rentals, along with stocks and bonds, along with everything. So I think it's a very important topic that every real estate investor should know about and also potentially consider it for their portfolio. So with all that said, I'm very excited to announce two things, a new podcast series that focuses on passive investing as a strategy and overall investing portfolio, plus some investment opportunities as a passive investor. So a key person in this is Lon Welsh. Now, if you're not familiar with Lon Welsh, he has been investing for over 20 years in Denver and in Colorado. He is the founder of Your Castle Real Estate, which is the largest independent brokerage in Colorado, 700 plus agents. Plus, he's also a business and investing mentor to myself. So as Lon is going on to his next phase of investing, uh, he has launched Ironton Capital, which is a company that helps people go out there and passively invest in real estate. So I got the great opportunity to work with Lon both on the content of how to invest as a passive investor, but also working with Lon on Ironton Capital itself. So I'm very excited about it. And this podcast kicks off a series with Lon where we talk not only about passive investing, but also different investing strategies you can focus on depending on your life cycle, where you're at. It might be buying a rental, might be house hacking, might be a flip, might be an apartment building might be passive investing. So Lon is a great wealth of knowledge. So I hope you enjoy the series. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. And if you are interested in investing with Ironton Capital or learning more about passive investing, please make sure you check out the webinar link in the description. Again, I am very excited about this. Any questions, do not hesitate to reach out. Here's the show. You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. So I'm sitting down with Lon Welsh, the founder of Ironton Capital, learning about his background, his investing background, and his plans for Ironton Capital. Lon, very excited to talk to you today. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for making the time for me. Yeah, so a lot of people know who you are. Some don't, but what's your background and who is Lon Welsh? Yeah, um, I have a background in corporate finance. I went back to business school and then I worked as a strategy consultant for eight years at Deloitte and then at Accenture. Um, after that, I decided to get into real estate full-time, which was about 2002 that I started. I started the real estate brokerage called Your Castle Real Estate in 2006. I grew that to be the largest independent in Colorado. We have just under 800 agents. Um, I was able to sell that to a private equity firm last December, but I'm still staying on running it. And I really love the team that they've got at the private equity group. It's been a really, really great match. Um, about 10 years ago, I started a title, an escrow company called First Alliance Title with business partner, Greg Parham. Uh, we grew that to a pretty good size and sold that to Compass last year. Um, so I suddenly went from like working a lot to working about half of what I was used to. Once the title company was gone, I thought, well, maybe I'll just work less. And that lasted like two months. And I thought, you know, I need something else to do. And I'm too young to like just be half retired. So I'm starting the private equity company. Um, I guess why I did that is I've, I've written several books on real estate investing, and I've been a real estate investor for over 20 years now. 
And I've taught lots of people, lots of classes on real estate investing. It's something I really, really enjoy doing. And this just seemed like sort of like the next natural extension for me. Yeah. And let's, uh, I want to really dive into your investing background, because this is what I think makes you and Ironton Capital so unique in the investor space. There's a lot of people out there doing similar models where they're raising money, helping to invest it, but they don't have the investing experience, the tenure, all the the wins and all that stuff as you do. So kind of give us the, the short story about your investments for the last 20 years. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. I, th- I think you've really hit the nail on the head here. Um, by running a large brokerage and looking at over 5,000 transactions a year, a thousand of which are investor deals, and then owning a title company and seeing across a very broad uh, spectrum of the market, I feel like I have a really good understanding of the real estate market. So uh, my first investment was I bought a rental condo in Vail, and I think you and I recorded a podcast where I talked about how I sold my comic book collection and somehow parlayed that into this investment, which has really blossomed since then. Um, but, but after that, I uh, bought a nine-unit uh, rental property in downtown Denver called Capitol Hill. I bought a four-unit next to the School of Mines in Golden, turned that into condos and sold it. Had a couple other apartment buildings. And really what I enjoyed doing was buying a rec apartment that I could buy at a discount, renovate the building, put in new tenants at a higher lease rate, and then I could either refinance it, get my money out, and go buy the next one. But I could keep the asset, or we could sell it and then move on to something even bigger yet. And we did that for a lot of years. That worked out fantastic. Um, 2007, we had a large crash. And by 2009, uh, we did a lot of analysis of all of the different segments of the real estate market and decided condos and townhomes had fallen more than anybody else. And when they hit bottom, I bought almost 80 condos and townhomes for like 30 cents on the dollar in 2009, 10, and 11. And that, I'm just grateful I was able to take advantage of a once in a generational opportunity there. So uh, I've done some more on the apartment renovation side. And more recently, I've been selling off my residential and I bought a number of office buildings and it's sort of the same strategy. Buy a just like the building I'm in right now, I bought this building out of foreclosure for a million seven. I spent a million four on the renovation. It's, we're, it's on the market now for 5.6, just a fantastic project. So uh, you know, pretty large, uh, diverse uh, group of value add projects. And then I've also built 32 houses and townhomes. Yeah. So, I mean, you've done, I mean, you kind of run the gamut. I yeah. mean, start with vacation home, multifamily, right. you did the classic value add multifamily, value yep. office space developments. And then I know the last couple of years, you have started shifting your investing strategy from some, a lot of these active investments more now into the passive investments. Um, talk about that transition and the experience in there. Yeah, I think probably half the people on this podcast are going to relate to this next paragraph really well. Um, Starting about five years ago in Denver, it started getting expensive and difficult for me to find the types of investments I was used to finding that had, you know, I'm looking for rates of returns that are over 20% a year on a five-year hold. It was just impossible to find those projects. So I started looking on a national basis where I could invest as a limited partner and have someone else do the heavy lifting, but then I'd be able to diversify across different sort of asset classes. So by that, I mean self-storage or student housing or hospitality or multifamily or office or warehouse, I could diversify across strategy of of a new build versus a value-add project. And I could also diversify geographically in a whole bunch of different states. So I spent two years studying the market, just trying to figure out what was going on. And then I felt I knew enough. And then I've personally made 35 investments on national scale since 2019. And I think of this as four different investment funds of about eight investments projects each that I've made. And uh, now that it's been enough time since the 2019 fund, we've had some really good results. Three of the investments have closed and we've realized the results. One just went under contract and the other four are still in process. 
But that first fund that I did in 2019 is going to be on track to have a return somewhere 19, 20, maybe 21% per year return, which I feel is uh, just about as good as I was making before. And I, I feel like I've got a methodology now that really works quite well. Yeah. And I mean, contrast, because I mean, so much of your background is, you know, active investing where you, yep. you're the operator, you're finding, you're managing those properties and now shifting to like the passive investing side for all that, like just kind of give the high level, like benefits to why passive has become so attractive, not just the rates of returns, but just from like how much time it takes. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of benefits and there's some cons to passive investing. So if you're in a stage of the market cycle, and, and nothing in real estate lasts forever because the market is always evolving. So in 20, 2009, 10, and 11, when we had all these foreclosures being given away by the banks, an active investor who had a good strategy could earn much more than you could as a passive investor. So the extra sweat and brain damage that went into being active and dealing with the tenants and managing the general contractors, the renovations were rewarded with a lot more return. The market environment that we're in right now isn't like that because the prices have gotten expensive enough that the active work doesn't really return any more than the passive. And being inherently a lazy person, if I can make the same return letting someone else do the work for me, I'm happy to do that. And it gives me more free time. Um, so to give you a sense, like if you get a 20% IRR or annual rate of return, if you invest for four years, a $100,000 investment would turn into, what was the number here? 207000 um, if we're pessimistic and say we only make 14% a year, that $100,000 investment will grow to be 169. So I guess um, the, the biggest advantage for passive is the ability to much greater diversify across asset class and geography. The second is the time savings. So you can spend more time with your family or whatever other pursuits you've got. And I think the third benefit is when you're the active investor, you're signing the bank loan. If you're doing this in 2006, right before the market goes off a cliff, uh, you might be subsidizing the property and you're losing sleep over it. If you're a passive investor, you don't guarantee the loan. That's somebody else's problem. Going into a recession, for a lot of you, that might be a source of comfort. So how does Ironton Capital fit into the passive investing side? Like you have all this great experience. You have shifted some of your own investing to passive investing. So you have that track record now. And just to make sure a lot of people connect the dots since, you know, investing with a GP or as an LP is a newer take for people. Mm -hmm. How does Arden Capital help facilitate that for, for our investors? Well, I, I think the big thing is I've been teaching classes on active investing for 20 years. I've written four books on active investing. And I would say of all the people who've come through my classes or read my book, maybe 2% of them have actually gone on to go out and actively invest. And when I ask them, why didn't you go buy a rental? Um, you know, I'm too busy taking my kids to soccer practice. So I've got huge demands at work. Maybe I'll be less busy next year or it looks a little bit intimidating, or I tried to find a property manager to advise me. I didn't trust anybody that I met. These are all very legitimate reasons why active investing is not a good choice for a lot of busy professionals, the people who could afford to do it. So I think what's great about the passive side is that I can do all the work selecting the projects for you. I've got a 20-year run rate of doing these things. I actually fly out to go see most of the projects in person. So you know, when I'm looking at a development project, I've done development myself. I've made a lot of mistakes in development. I know what questions to ask. I can't avoid all the mistakes, but I can eliminate a lot of them just because I've already made the mistakes in the past. And I hope I can get better results for you based on the experience database that we've got. Yeah, that is that is fantastic, Lon. So I very much appreciate you, appreciate you sharing all the background, the information. And I know a lot of people want to know more details about 
what you're doing in Ireton Capital. And the best way is to go check out the webinars you host on a regular basis, yep. talking about the the funds, the pros and cons, the risk, everything in a lot more detail. Yep. And that link will be in the show notes. So of course, everyone check that out. Have any questions, reach out to me and Lon. We're always happy to answer them as well. Absolutely. So Lon, thanks a lot. And kind of just looking forward, we're going to be recording uh, you know, a couple more videos on this series about passive investing because it's a newer concept for a lot of people but a very powerful concept as you stated. So I'm very much looking forward to doing more podcasts with you. I can't wait to do it. It's gonna be great. Thanks a lot, Lon. Thank you. 